Step right up, Kongs. Now is your chance to get your suggestion in for Swanky's Bonus Bonanza over at patreon.com slash infendoradio. Creating overwhelming urges to buy Nintendo crap since 2005. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Infendo Radio, episode 492. What is, I'm what Eugene. Is this voice? <laughs> Hi, Eugene. I am not Eugene. Um, something, something is terribly wrong. Here. Eugene is actually not with us tonight, and um, for those of you who are frequent listeners, that is because he did get married last Saturday, so he is on his honeymoon right now. And that means for those that of you is... who are not frequent listeners, he just plain doesn't like us. For those of you who are not frequent listeners, Eugene is one of the four of us that usually does this <laughs> podcast in Fendo Radio. As I said earlier, this is episode 492. It is the 8th of May. Um, I think I got all that right. And I have three lovely co-hosts with me, one of which is not our normal co-host. Holly, how are you doing tonight? But is the loveliest. Oh, Thank you so much. You guys I mean, are lovely, too. Thank you. <laughs> but I am the love. No, I'm <laughs> um, doing great. I mean, don't don't let this, you know, temper your ego or anything, but look at what you're competing against. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm doing great and really excited to be on the show, though, for sure, especially with all these compliments. I feel like they're raining down on me. Well, that's so this what is you wonderful. get when, yeah. when, you, when you join Infendo Radio. For the first episode, if you become a regular, then we just... I was going to say, that's you. what you get when you're the guest. When you're a regular, then it gets considerably less nice. Well, <laughs> Justin, um, how nice are you doing tonight? I'm uh, apparently a little hyper tonight, as a matter of fact. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm doing fine. I got, I've got nothing else clever to say. I'm all out. Good night, folks. It's been, it's been fun. Good episode. Uh, Steve, you got anything clever to say? Is that really all you've got, Justin? Like, are we actually going to have a quiet Justin the rest of the show? Because I'm already going to be quiet because I got the deer in the headlights look tonight. And that's different from any other night we do the show? True. It is the same as the last two weeks. So here. Actually, usually it's usually it's the deer with his face in a pasta bowl look. Hmm. Now, I did that off camera uh, before the show. All right, all right. Eugene's not here to keep you guys in check, so we're all going to have Where's to work the cowbell? Our, or not the yeah, cowbell? Yeah, the coconut. coconut. We're all going to have to work our hardest to not be obnoxious tonight. Good luck. <laughs> um, before we get into the regular show, though, we do want to give our producer shout-out. Big thank you to our producers who come to us at the Steve Help Me. What level the is that $20 tier? level. <laughs> I thought it was 20 but I didn't want to sound like a jerk. Thank you to our $20 patrons at the producer level. That includes Andrew Searson, the Brianosaurus, Sky Pharaoh, and Phantom. Big thank you to you four. You help keep the show running. Um, we will be right back after a tiny little break, and we will get started with some Infendo Roundtable. Here at Infendo Radio, we've got games. If you'd like to give us suggestions for our games, go to patreon.com slash infendoradio and pledge at the $2 level. Hello and welcome back to Infendo Radio. It's time for Infendo Roundtable. What that means is basically we're just going to talk about something because we don't have a game lined up. Um, tonight, we're going to be talking about games that Super Smash Brothers actually 
inspired us into playing. I think we've talked about this a little bit before on the show. We each kind of have like a game or two that, you know, Smash Bros is that all-encompassing game that kind of includes every Nintendo IP. And for a lot of people, that was kind of our introduction to gaming. So, Holly, you pitched this idea to us. Why don't you start yes. and tell us your story? Uh, well, it was kind of a... I feel like I'm not very creative or not great at coming up with ideas. So, honestly, that was just all I got. All I had, I guess. Um, but, hey, it's not bad. Uh, when Whenever I... I don't know about everyone else out there listening and you guys here. But whenever I play Super Smash Bros., especially a new Super Smash Bros., it gives me this crazy urge to play like all these games that these characters were in and probably the top thing the top game that i played because of smash bros would be just like the fire emblem series in general back when super smash bros melee was out um that was kind of the west's first kind of exposure to fire emblem and it was just two characters in super smash bros melee that we got and i actually mained marth which is kind of weird considering i hadn't played a game of his and like nowadays i feel like like for example joker haven't played his game i'm afraid so i have this weird disinterest in playing him i'm huh. sorry lucas <laughs> oh it's okay it's more room for me um, but marth he just looked cool plus i like characters with swords um so Melee, I would say, like, planted these thoughts of the Fire Emblem series into my brain in a, in a weird way. It wasn't until a few years later that I started subscribing to Nintendo Power, started reading about these fi this whole Fire Emblem thing when the games actually started getting localized for the West. And so my interest was piqued even more. Um, strangely enough, though, I didn't uh, actually get around to playing a Fire Emblem until years and years later. Uh, the first one I played was actually Sacred Stones because of the Ambassador program on the 3DS. Um, I guess I had forgotten by then about the whole permadeath thing, though. That really turned me off, and I didn't play that game much. Mm. But then, of course, Fire Emblem Awakening came out, and it was kind of a resurgence for the series. Um, and I ended up just loving it. And now I'm a Fire Emblem fan all the way. <laughs> really love that series. So that's a huge one. And, I, you know, I mentioned this to you guys already, but... Uh, who knows if Fire Emblem would actually be in the position that it's at today if it hadn't been for Melee having those characters. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, like, Fire Emblem was, like, introduced to the West because of Melee, so that totally makes sense. Also, you are... Yeah, and oh, it's, it's ironic because Nintendo of America almost had those characters removed from the game because nobody in the West would know who they were. Really? And now, especially since... You know, or I don't know whether it was Nintendo of America or just, you know, Sakurai's team almost took them out because, again, mm. nobody over here would know who they were, but they kept them in, and now Fire Emblem's. Hey, Mars speaks English now, you know? Yes. That took a few games, but. Yeah, it took a while. <laughs> Um, you are to Fire Emblem what I want to be to Fire Emblem. I purport myself to be a Fire Emblem fan, but the only game I've ever been able to get through is Awakening, and I've played it multiple times, but I'm not as patient as you, apparently. That's more... Well, they, you know, some of the old ones in particular take a lot of patience, because with Awakening, like, half the reason I loved that game is the fact that you could matchmake the characters. That's kind of why and the relationships. too, if, yeah. we're being, if we're being honest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awakening is the only Fire Emblem that I've ever tried tried to play. I got about twenty five hours in, and then I 
don't remember what came out. In fact, it might actually be Hyrule Warriors Legends, as a matter of fact. But something came out that completely took me away from it. And I just derailed it. Yeah. And it was, I just, I've never even had the drive to go back to it, though, is the problem. Like, I just Uh... don't think it's for me. But I used to say that about Monster Hunter, and look where we are now. So go figure. There you are. It it could change. Well, you're uh, you're already going, so you want to just tell us about your Smash Bros. conversions? So yeah, so I don't really have one big one, but I've actually got several small ones. So I'm going to just run through them really quickly. Um, The first one that came to my mind immediately when we decided on this topic was actually Kid Icarus. It was a game that I missed on the original Nintendo... Uh, never played it on the Game Boy. I just never, you know, made it to my collection. Um, I did go back and play... So basically, after he was announced in Brawl, I think it was, or came out in Brawl, I went back and actually played um, 3D Classics Kid Icarus, um, which had the improved landing mechanic. It let you kind of feather your way down. It had... It had improved everything, really. And that was the only way I could get through that game, was because it was actually easier to play that version than the original ROM. Um, And then when... uh, Shoot, I just lost the name of the game. Uprising? Uprising? Yeah. (laughs) When Uprising came out, I bought that game day one. um, You know, pre-ordered it and everything. Had every intention of finishing the game. Made it past the Medusa battle, like, two levels later than that and just never went back to it i just kind of lost interest <laughs> so i think oh, so you basically game. got to the fake ending uh-huh. yeah i love uprising yeah. a lot so. and it's such a good game though and the soundtrack that's one of those soundtracks that stayed on my phone like even now i still have that soundtrack on my phone because it's just so good um but yeah, yeah. i just kind of lost yeah. interest after that so it would be interesting to see what they do for the next entry in the series, and I would probably give it a shot again. Um, Big if they do one, though. Please, no, please it's, do one. It's a yes. when. As long as he's in Smash Brothers, they'll do another game at some point. Um, mm, I hope. Metroid. Like 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> Metroid is actually the next game that is kind of a big mm. one for me that I had never gotten into. I had seen the character. Character in Smash Brothers up until recently. I knew who Ridley was. Um, I had heard Ridley's song. Loved the music. Um, But I had never really gotten into a Metroid. I watched a buddy of mine play Super Metroid on my Wii Virtual Console and enjoyed watching him play that. I I played and almost beat Zero Mission. I got to the um, Zero Suit section and could never get past that. Um, I bought the Metroid Prime Trilogy on the Wii got about four or five hours into the first game and just i'm not big on backtracking in games um so i metroid's infamous for that yeah and it's really difficult to stay focused in prime because it's just such a pretty world yes can i make a suggestion Uh you should play um metroid Uh, fusion oh fusion no, well, I I like Other M a lot, but Other M even has some backtracking. But Fusion is pretty much like a straight run. Okay, like fu- and it's much yeah, easier. Zero, game. Zero Mission and Fusion are probably two of the most like linear. beginner friendly Metroid games. Yeah, yeah, they're they're linear. Like the exploration is is there but it's more optional like you can follow the linear path and do just fine or you can play it like any other metroid game and find a bunch of cool stuff that you didn't need but will help you 
yeah, yeah. I'll have to give that a shot because I mean I have that on my 3ds from the ambassador <clears throat> program uh, yeah, I've I mean, actually been been dying to play Fusion again, so I might do that soon. Well, maybe we'll play it together. Obviously, I recommend Other M, but the internet doesn't. Well, so, I, you know, I take enjoyed your pick with Other that. M. I was, I think, I was working at GameStop when that came out, so I was able to actually rent the yeah. game. And what I played, I enjoyed. I just knew about the one it's glitch, a solid and game. I knew exactly what not to do to get my save locked. Um, I was so paranoid the whole time. And then <laughs> the very last game that I wanted to bring up, and Holly's going to hate me for this one again. I feel like I'm just all against Holly on this one. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles, the original Xenoblade Chronicles from the Wii that came out on the 3DS. Um, I New 3DS. Yeah, I owned a Shulk, a Shulk <laughs> one Amiibo. One of very few. <laughs> I owned a Shulk Amiibo before I bought the new 3DS version of Xenoblade. And coming from anybody else, that would be surprising and illogical. Yeah, but, but this, this is, is Steve. Um, and interestingly enough, I have the digital copy of Xenoblade Chronicles on 3DS. And I've played it three or four times now. And every time I get to the part where they... I don't know, there's something that happens. Like, you're in a peaceful time. And then you're going around fighting, like, random animals and stuff. And I can do that. <laughs> you're, in the a, second they, you're in a peaceful time. <laughs> Hey, hey, the come second, on. So it, We're having a peaceful time here. So what you're saying is the second that the Mechonists show yes. up and start wrecking house, you It all out. goes to crap because I, like, I can't figure I, out I like how your dis- I like how your description of having a peaceful time is just going out and killing, killing random animals. Little creatures. Xenoblade's <laughs> <Yeah. Well, laughs> no, weird for that reason, though. In the beginning we're, of the yeah. game. We, we, were having a, we were having a good, peaceful... <laughs> Monster wholesome killing, time decapitating squirrels. squirrels yeah, yeah. <laughs> um like but to it's... be to be to be fair though like i have kind of the same problem with xenoblade like it's a great game and i'm willing to admit it's a phenomenal yeah, game and i don't but doubt that. i personally don't have the attention span i just can't do it for some reason so it is this from the person deep. who's like like playing the persona games like they're <laughs> yeah i know no it's piece. like they're nothing <laughs> i'm telling you i don't know what it is some games do it and some games don't i haven't yeah. found the formula yet but yeah. just some <laughs> games work for me and some games I, don't and xenoblade it's japanese I really respect that's it as a the game, formula but, but xenoblade is japanese like xenoblade is yes, really heavily japanese is it it seems yeah. slightly westernized well, at least just, it's a pretty I, jrpg I just find it interesting that I can't, like, for the life of me, learn that battle system, but I can learn how to make hidden rooms in Minecraft that would be completely <laughs> undetectable unless you know my base. Like, I can do things with yeah. redstone that would blow people's minds, and I'm not even good with redstone compared to other people out there. I can do that just Shh. fine. I can't learn a simple... Sounds like a good Tinder profile. I can't learn a You realize nobody knows what you're... <laughs> Yeah. So, oh, it's know. so good when you learn it, though. I, uh, yeah. I believe it, but and yeah. I want to, but I can't. I don't know. You know I have it a might be it might game. be easier for you to learn. Okay, so like I really liked Xenoblade X, and that has the same <coughs> battle system. That might be a way to kind of ease your way into it, because if now, you're more like me and you kind of prefer like a sci-fi futuristic kind of now, which you know, one is X? Is that the yeah. Wii U or is that? That's yes. the Wii U with the giant mechs and stuff. Oh, but that, I've been replaying that one but lately. Then I have just to started plug it again. In my Wii really U, and it. I have to find the charger for that stupid tablet. Oh, the gamepad. Well, that's what you get for unplugging it. <laughs> I have yeah. a Switch. I don't need it <laughs> anymore. Right. 
All right, all right. Well, in the interest of not completely uh, derailing this conversation, <laughs> Justin, would you like to go next? Sure. My list is actually going to be kind of short because, you know, I was looking through the characters uh, in, in Ultimate even, like going for the maximum roster. Yeah. And there aren't very many games that I didn't know of prior to their inclusion of Smash, Smash Brothers. Ness, I was unfamiliar with. I was familiar with the game of Earthbound, but I didn't know that Ness was a character from it. And I have, on at least a few occasions, tried playing Earthbound just because of its legacy and... You know, the character's inclusion in Smash Brothers, and it's, you know, kind of like it's the Nintendo game that every hipster Nintendo fan loves for reasons. But I can't, I can't get into it. Um, I'm, I've never played Kid Icarus Uprising, but I have tried the other Kid Icarus games, and I don't think I ever tried those before his inclusion in Smash Brothers, but. Um, and I was going to say F-Zero X I bought because of, you know, Captain Falcon, but F-Zero X came out before Smash Brothers. So, honestly, I don't have a whole lot to contribute to this conversation. I think Bayonetta might be the only game that I didn't play until after the character's inclusion in Smash Brothers. And I gotta, I gotta give you that, Justin. That, that was, that was on my wish list anyway. I have the Bayonetta player one Amiibo. I have Bayonetta one and two. And it's only because she's I have Smash the and I've never played player them. one amiibo because of you. Do you? Player oh, two, right? Oh, was it um, player two? I got no, you got me. You got me the player two. I I get them confused because the player two bayonetta is the bayonetta one I don't design. I know which one. I yeah. Have. And vice versa. So. All right. Well, um, for anybody that's watched the show more than once, these are not going to come as a surprise to you because I do. I talk about this all the time. Um, when I was in high school and Brawl was a thing, and we were checking the website every day, Smash Dojo, to see what was going to come out. Oh gosh, um, I mean, first there, was the, first there was the Sonic moment where I like lost my mind. But um, when Lucas got revealed as another Earthbound character, I had tried Earthbound, but I, like Justin, I never really got that into it. But I wanted to know more about Lucas, because I thought, hey, cool, he has the same name as me. Let's do that. So I downloaded a ROM because Mother 3 wasn't available in the U.S. And I used a GameFAQs guide that had all of the dialogue translated from area to area. And I painstakingly played a RPG in Japanese um, and translated it for myself with a strategy guide. And that's how I got through my first playing of Mother 3. Wow. <laughs> which, is, which is sad because the... Fan translation is one of the most like acclaimed, heralded fan and, translations ever. And I have played the fan translation, but the fan translation didn't exist the first time I played Mother 3, so uh, that wasn't an option. Well, um, who knows? Well, thank you. But no, I, I love that game. I loved it as much the second time I played Weeb. it with the uh, with the English patch. But no, it's a, it's a really solid game, and um, I don't like Earthbound as much. I think Earthbound is fine, but I think Earthbound's a little campy. Mother 3 has a really, like, important story to tell, and it tells it really well. So, like, I always say that's, like, my like my emotional game. That's the game that, like, makes me cry every time I play it, because it's just, like, every chapter of that game is so sweet and, like, heartfelt and human. But um, I owe Smash Bros. for that. And obviously, much more recently, um, when Smash 5 got, or Smash Ultimate, 
got its DLC revealed, and it was Joker, um, Steve texted me the day that he got revealed, and he was like, Joker's in Smash. And I'm like, the DC villain? And he's like, no, the main character from Persona 5. And I'm like, what's a Persona 5? So I looked it up, and I was like, oh, that's stupid. Why'd they do that? And then I was like, maybe it's worth a try. And then Christmas came around, and I was like, I have some spending money. I should get Persona 5 on my PS3. And then I played it, and then I fell in love with it, and then I wanted to main Joker. And then I played Persona 4, and then I played Persona 3, and then I played Persona Q, and now I main Joker. So Wow. That's me in Final Fantasy now that the Final Fantasy Mm. games are all coming to the Switch. Yeah, you're finally kind of getting into them. Jumping onto the bandwagon. Of course, the Final Fantasy games that I most want have have not even been announced for Switch. I'd like to... I'd like, like, four and six to come out. Three and six would be amazing for me. And also, if one ever comes out, if we ever get one, like, through the NES, whatever... I will name our four heroes after the four Infendo Radio co-hosts, nice. and I will live stream it, and we will go on an adventure together. That will be amazing. But um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that day. That's always like that's how I play Final Fantasy One. Like I would always name the characters after like my real life friends, and I would Oregon Trail Final Fantasy. That's how, it I, makes it... that's, that's how I play Pokemon games. My <laughs> my trainer is always me, and then my rival is you know whoever. I have a relationship with at the time, like not you know romantic relationship, but you know whoever rivalry. Is spending it can be romantic, <laughs> right? So like so currently, so currently my uh, I, I had to do a basically a dice roll to decide which one of you became my rival. But currently, <laughs> Gentis is my rival nice. in Let's Go, and uh, Sigma was the name of the baby in o- um, Oracle of Nice. Of, uh, I love so. that baby. <laughs> Eugene has not been Eugene has not been uh, represented in a game yet. He's maybe something will come. I'm going to tell on you. Ages or something. (laughs) When I um and we really have to break after this, but when I um (laughs) when I played uh, the Pokemon Emerald Nuzlocke challenge, I named our characters basically after all of us, and I think I had like one empty spot, so I'm pretty sure I named it Holly. So there you go. (laughs) Remember that? Yeah, Holly made it. I made it. We all died, though, so oh. don't get too excited. We didn't make it through the entire game. Yeah. But anyway, that's way too much about stuff that wasn't Smash Bros. Let's take a quick break and come back with a little game hosted by a little Steven. Ever wonder what happens when we go on break on Twitch? Well, you'll never know unless you're a member of our Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash infendoradio for the $10 level, you'll get access to everything that we cut out. Boy, that was weird hearing Eugene's voice, even though Eugene's not here. (laughs) I like it. Um, Welcome back, everybody. We are ready for our game segment. This week, we have bad game descriptions for you, one of my personal favorites. One that Lucas and I started playing at night when we were hanging out just for fun, even though we weren't actually guessing the prices back then. Um, For those of you that have never heard this game before, basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you a crappy game description from the Nintendo eShop. Yes, the Nintendo eShop. And my co-hosts are going to have to guess closest to the actual retail price without going over. I do want to throw in a disclaimer. Um, Just because the game has a terrible description, that does not mean it's a terrible game. I actually reviewed a game about zombies, 
and it was one of my pooping games of the year last year, if I remember right. Oh, you know, I think I think that, yeah, I think that game got, like, rave reviews from yeah. a whole bunch of other podcasts, like, right after you talked yeah, about it. No, so. it was a fantastic game. It yeah, no, a, and, we've, and then they we've played some too. of these games. Yeah. Yeah. We've so. played some of these games that have horrible descriptions, but the game itself is fine. So we're not yeah. judging your game. We're just judging whoever works in your marketing department and wrote the description <laughs> for your eShop. Yeah. And fun fact, Lucas, when I was looking through games, there was one you did last time about counting numbers and learning to count, and that one yeah. repeated several times. I came across that game again when I was reading descriptions. Nice. So nice. our first um, game, which I almost just gave away to you, comes from Malik Emrys. <laughs> and it's Malik, not McKick, like I put in my notes. I'm sorry I can't spell. Um, yeah, you guys ready for this? Um, you assist a hero from ancient Greece, Hercules. You assist a hero from ancient Greece, Hercules. Evil Hades had kidnapped his <laughs> wife while Hercules was asleep. This wasn't the only problem. The villain has destroyed roads, so it takes a lot of effort to follow. The player will have to fix paths and use artifacts, activate switches, and fight beasts. As you move forward, you get a chance to build four wonders on the map screen. The game runs in full HD mode, if available. The player will enjoy <laughs> colorful comics, as well as Hercules' surprising tricks. Each of four stages has an action game in the end. Uh, bullet, bullet point. <laughs> now we're to the selling points of the game, guys. Each level has something new. <laughs> really challenging achievements. Action minigames. Gentlemen <laughs> and lady... What is the retail price of this game? Who wants to start? Ladies first? Nah, not Holly, it. you don't have to go first oh every time. We do rotate. So. But yeah, I mean, if it is, the price is right. <laughs> Style. Uh -huh. um, okay. Um, guessing the retail price of this game, and I don't even know what it is. Uh... That's, the, that's the game. <laughs> yep. Good luck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm just going to throw out seven ninety nine. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to lowball it a little bit because you mentioned there's four playable stages, and it sounded like the cutscenes are all comic format, so there's probably no animation. I was surprised to hear it's HD. I'm going to say available. this when is... available. <laughs> yeah, where available. I'm going to say this is a one ninety nine game. Okay. I think this is cheap. Justin? Um... I'm probably going to regret this, but I'm actually going to go in the other direction. It sounds like they're really ambitious with this game and, you know, with all with all the description and everything. So uh, I'm going to go 9.99 and probably lose my point. Um, by default, Lucas wins. Um, actual retail price is 4.99. Nice! <laughs> so. Well, see, that's, that's how you, that's how you, uh, like... That was going to be my second play. guess, and I'm kicking that's myself. How you, that's how you play Not the Price is Right, yes. <laughs> exactly. All right, so <sighs> Lucas got our first point. And he knew the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. All right, guys, the next nine or ten, depending on how many we need, um, I found myself. So, well, while I catch my breath, here we go. The, it's always good when you find yes. yourself. The, um, the most entertaining <laughs> pinball is back. 
Enjoy Blank, a perfect reproduction of a real pinball machine with all the graphics, details, and sounds. Discover all the secrets, complete all the missions, and become number one in the world or the best among your friends, posting high score on the online leaderboards. Here's our bullet points. Arcade design, gloomy setting, multi-ball, extra ball, skill shot, jackpots, dot, dot, dot. Reproduction with all the details, lights, and sounds. Four different cameras to choose from. Four cameras. Online leaderboard. Okay, guys. Justin, you're going to well, take okay. first bid this time. Okay. How many... Did it say how many boards there are? It does not say how many boards there are, but there are four different cameras to choose from. <laughs> That's important. There's as many cameras um, in this game as there were stages in the last game, so be prepared for that. Factor yeah, that I'm gonna I'm gonna learn from my mistakes and say, you know, I was gonna say three ninety nine, but I've seen some of these pinball games on the eShop. I'm gonna go two ninety nine. Okay. Okay. Holly. Um, I'm not just stealing Lucas's price. I, I legit, <laughs> I legit think it's one ninety nine. All right. Well, I could be a real jerk and guess like three bucks and just probably win this round. But I'm gonna legitimately make a guess here. Um, I think that this is a seven ninety nine pinball game, and I'm going to take the gentleman's high road and guess what I believe. So okay. Um, what, Steven. One rule I did forget to mention. You get an extra point if you get the exact price. One of you guys has guessed the exact price. Ding, ding, it, ding, ding, ding. Was ding, it ding, the exactly. gentleman? Justin. Dang it! <laughs> Dragon Pinball retails for two ninety nine. It is currently on sale for a dollar ninety seven. I've Snag never even game. heard of that particular pinball game. So well, now you have, just... and it has four different cameras to choose from, so go get it. Four cameras. Is it out yet? Mm. Sounds like um, it's on sale. Release date is... That doesn't mean anything. Oh, yeah. Release date is May 10th. Wow. Okay. So it's oh, out okay. by the time you're listening to this recorded show. Uh-huh. Jeffrey. You know who you are, Jeffrey, <laughs> listening to this show. Oh... Uh... I just blew Jeffrey's mind. <laughs> I, uh, all right, okay. so so hang on. I, I've got to throw this in here. Wait, wait for it. Ah, nice. Very humble of you. All right, Justin, you're keeping. Can I just right, play Justin, between every round? Give okay. Justin, give Justin two points. Yeah, let's get copyright oh, struck while we're at it. <laughs> all right. Point taken. Game number three. And by the way, I didn't grab release dates for anything after game number one and two, so sorry. Um, so don't ask. Yeah. When mind and machine become one, what will remain of humanity? Hmm. Berlin. I ask myself that. Berlin, 2048. <laughs> the world is on the oh, brink. I know this game. Lack of resources. I, I know this game. Illnesses caused by polluted air and water. Crime on the rise. War. Governments and companies promise remedies through technological progress. Drones and humanoid robots replace humans in the public sector. Everything is interconnected. Surveillance has become omnipresent. These guys need to learn how to use capital capitalization. Richard Nolan is one of the few journalists openly criticizing this development. When he wakes up in the hospital after explosion, 
not an explosion after explosion, <laughs> and finds his wife and son have mysteriously vanished. Explosion. Period. Richard realizes, colon, he and his family have become more than just bystanders in a storm of ideas pertaining to humankind's salvation between dystopian reality and digital utopia, comma, Instead, they find, comma, themselves at the right, right <laughs> at the center of it. Holly is an English It kills person. me that they know... It, it just, it kills me that they know the word dystopian reality, but they don't know where a comma goes uh-huh. in a sentence. What will the world look like after this storm? What will remain of humanity? Um, here's your bullet points. What will the English language look like at the end of this <laughs> description? You're going to make Lucas spit his water. Uh, bullet yeah. points. Experience an alarmingly realistic vision of the near future. Dive into a multi-layered sci-fi thriller where dystopian reality and digital utopia are intertwined. Unravel a global conspiracy in a society that intertwined of without digitalism, a D? surveillance, and some word that I can't even pronounce. Transhumanism. <laughs> Um, ex- ah. Explore a world where rich and unique visual style, period, combining realistic environments with low-poly characters. Take on the role hmm. of journalist Richard Nolan, as well as five additional playable characters. Use dexterity, deductional skill, and research to reconstruct Richard's past. Lucas, what is the retail cool. price for this game? You know, I thought I knew this game because I've seen a game that looked a lot like what I imagine this game's description, you know, would would be. But I'm pretty sure the game stars a female because it's like a two-part series and she's always on the cover. Um, hmm. Siberia? Yeah. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah, Yeah, I keep seeing that too and I'm all like, what even is that? Yeah. Okay, so I'm glad I wasn't the only one. Um, Yeah, no, apparently not. You know what? This sounds like an ambitious game that if it was made by a company that had some clout, could go for fourteen ninety nine, but it wasn't, so this game retails for nine ninety nine. And that's my guess. Okay. Justin? Justin. Alright. Well, um Based on the description, I thought it was going to be a point-and-click adventure, but based on the description, I hope to God it's not a point-and-click adventure because that's going to be really hard to follow with all that dialogue. <laughs> um, but, like Lucas, I feel like this is a very ambitious game that, if it were released by a reputable company, would be in the 15 to $20 range. But unlike Lucas, I think they tried to... Or would you say $25 range? Whatever. I think they, they tried to sell it as something of quality. I'm going to go with twelve ninety nine. Interesting. Just a slight premium, but not quite, you know, you know, this is a good game, but this is a good game. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go the 99 cent. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Finding a, one. finding a territory and uh, guarding it. <laughs> all right, guys. So I'm going to give you the sale price on this one first. Before Am I, I give about you the to be really price. annoyed? <laughs> uh, the sale price for this game is $13.59. Oh, okay. Well, I guess okay. Justin wins. <laughs> no. Actual retail price is thirty nine ninety nine. Wow. Well, yeah, Justin so Justin's still wins. I still win. Just, just, I'm just not close. But yeah, thirty nine ninety nine. 
What is this game what I want to know What game is now? this? Yeah. yeah. State of Mind. State of Mind. Oh, I think I've who, actually heard of everyone's going who? to Nintendo.com. Okay, now. if you yeah. have the gall to charge $40 for your game, at least proofread your eShop description. <laughs> Yeah, ho- you can pay Holly. To yeah, do that. here we are. So, <laughs> Holly, are you looking up the game uh, yeah, online right now? Uh, yes, I did. I did just now. Um, it's got a it's got a physical version apparently. Oh wow! Wow! So, all right. All right. Clearly not in any bookstores. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, Shots gosh, fired. if they would pay me, I would. Uh, I know. I'd proof that for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, a writing a- tutor there for a while at a college. There's an industry in that. You should uh, look into that. Yeah, hit, up, hit us <laughs> there up. There is. Hit us up. Really? Tips at Nintendo.com. We'll proofread your so, stuff. So wait, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm calculating correctly, Holly's got no points. I have one, and Justin has three. Uh, that would be correct. Oh, Ouch. and Eugene has one. Oh yeah, and Eugene has one. <laughs> Holly, Eugene. So you are tied with there. Eugene. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Game number four. This is Holly's game. I can feel it. Um, oh, sure. Oh, God. oh my goodness. I have a story to tell you guys. Corin is a young dragon prince. Slash <laughs> <from the laughs> princess. All right. Yes. Become a boss of the building company and take control of construction machines. If you are a fan of construction or destruction, this is a game for you. Become a boss of I the like building of company. Sit behind the wheels of multiple vehicles like excavators or cranes and expand your business. Build campsites, rental Crap, homes, office parks, and more. And here's our bullet points. Control four different construction machines. Build multiple constructions. Destroy old facilities, fences, and other buildings. Buy, develop, and manage properties to gain profits. Over 20 upgrades for machines. Work in various weather conditions. Execute city projects mm. founded by Mayor and Grow Rich. Over 100 construction mm. contracts. Holly, I believe you're first. I'm pretty sure I know what this game is. I almost bought it when it was on sale. Unfortunately, I don't remember what it was on sale for or what its original price was. <laughs> well, I have, n- I got nothing uh, as far as guesses go. So this is a straight out of thin air guess. I'm going to say fourteen ninety nine. Okay. That was going to be one of my guesses. And since you've taken fourteen ninety nine, I'm gonna go with my other guess. Wait, whose turn is it? Lucas it's me. We go Holly, okay. Lucas, Justin. We okay. go. We go. Well, on my screen, we go okay. in a circle, but I'm sure it's different. I haven't. For you. Okay. I haven't that, been paying that attention. To yep. that. Um, I was going to say fourteen ninety nine. I was also thinking nineteen ninety nine. So I'm gonna say nineteen ninety nine. And Justin. I was going to say 1999. I got a. I got a. <laughs> do you go low or do you go high? What could right, it be? I... 1998. <laughs> um, I mean, you're either going to get it dead on, or I don't know. I'm. I guess. Yeah. Do I go? Do I go in between or do I go low? What do I do? What do? Where's, where's the audience? Uh, <laughs> start start <laughs> shouting. That's entirely the wrong That's, game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they don't they don't encourage audience participation in Jeopardy. That's kind of um, dis- discouraged greatly, as a matter of fact. Um, well, it wouldn't right, work, I'm, you know. They're quick. Those smart people. <laughs> all right. I guess I'm going to go with twelve ninety. No. 
Seventeen, $17.99. I'm going to go for the middle. Okay. Good. That means if it's expensive, I win by default. Actual retail price for Construction Machines Simulator is $29.49. Yeah! It is on sale for $26.54, so Lucas gets a point. I don't well, know why that got me so excited, but I was, <laughs> I was really well, into it. Well, you're beating Eugene, and I don't think this is the game I thought it was, so... Okay. Well, I guess hooray. <laughs> I need to warn you guys ahead of time. This uh, next one's a doozy, so get ready for it. <laughs> Good, I like doozies. Play and learn letters and words. Blank is an educational game for preschoolers and toddlers. Create words from letters as fast as you can. Your teacher will I give you hints. This. Lucas, what is clearly the, the writer of the last game? description didn't. Uh, Wait, that's that all it? there is. That's it. Okay. Okay, so um, for Halloween last year, we bought a bunch of scary games, and we also bought a game called Preschool Games, just to kind of like mellow us out after all the spooky. Um, and it was not a good game, but I think that's what this is. And Preschool Games was like a dollar, so I'm going to say one ninety nine. It was a dollar, so I'm going to say two dollars basically okay well crap now my screen's all messed up who goes next lucas you're the host um i, th I think justin think goes next yeah i think okay. it's me justin you're up yeah because it goes holly lucas me and then okay. lucas, lucas justin me, holly, holly and justin and then, yeah. holly lucas yeah you got it do you understand okay. now yeah so justin i well i kind of wish i was going last because i'm going to bid a penny all right okay a penny Holly, you have a real that... opportunity to seize this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust what Lucas said about it just being a dollar and just guess ninety nine cents. Man, we are all over with this one. Watch it be five bucks <laughs> or thirty. Oh, all right, so I'm gonna let's see. Okay, so guess the word retails for a dollar eighty nine. Guess the sale word. price is fifty six cents. A dollar eighty nine. A dollar eighty nine. I was ten cents over. Yep. So Holly gets the point. <laughs> that hurts so much. <laughs> Fun fact: one of the first games I ever reviewed for Nintendo Fever was Guess Word Games by Paugi, and it was not good. <laughs> yeah. It was so rudimentary. It was pretty bad. You remember how I said that I found that game that you had talked about last time you hosted this segment, Lucas? Yeah. This was the next game in line. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, game number six. Away we go. Um, Earth. 3024. Mm. Natural resources are scarce and the survival of the human race is in danger. Okay, Desperate wait. Freeze frame. Freeze frame. All of these future games dun, are so dun, depressing. Dun, 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 dun. I know, right? Well, it's really sad. Well, look at the present. Fair. Does the future look promising? Okay, Steve, <laughs> bring us back to the future. Desperate to find new <laughs> energy sources, the ASAN create a bio a bio biomechanical bio robot, and that's on me, not them, called <laughs> Neptuno. N e oh. two n o. Oh, that is good of withstanding extreme depths in the hope of finding new energy sources. After many years of exploration, a new energy source is found, codenamed Gaia. 
I think that's how you say that. Your mission will be to find the Gaia Energy Stones by exploring depths. To do so, you must control Neptuno by counteracting gravity and the surrounding darkness with the aid of a light, light is capital for some reason, that will go out little by little. New features. 12 original missions plus 8 in dark mode, dark is capitalized. Competitive hmm. two-player mode. New graphic effects and remixed music. Online leaderboard. I just want to say how much I appreciate the name Neptuno. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. <laughs> All right, so Lucas, since I have no idea who's first, second, and third anymore, who's up first? <laughs> Justin goes first, followed by Holly, followed by myself. Right on oh, that crap. Um, I think I know the name of this game, but I might be thinking of like a better version of this game, which makes me a little <laughs> nervous. Yeah, like it sounded like a couple of different games until, you know, the description continued and then it just sounded like nonsense. Um, this this sounds like a heck of a game, I'll be honest with you. Um, so I think it's going to be a, a pretty ambitious game, pretty good game. I'm going to go with $29.99. Okay. It's well outside of my ballpark, but... More power to you. All right, Holly, what you got? Well, you just never know with these. No. I know. That's the fun of this game for the host. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to go a bit lower. Could be way off. Who knows? And guess seven ninety nine. I was going to do that. Holly, I was <laughs> going to do that. I'm always still in Lucas's prices. Apparently. Um, okay, so I thought this game was Abyss. But I think Abyss is a more well-made it's... game than this. And you think that this one is abysmal? <laughs> wow. <laughs> well done. Nice. Um, you know what? I really just I want to bid low because I want to play that game. Um, and I think in the honor of Neptuno, I'm going to bid $2 even for this game. If it's one ninety nine, I really hate myself. But <laughs> Steven. Lucas, you will be happy to know that Abyss retails for two ninety nine. It's Abyss? I thought Abyss was like an eight dollar game. No. Wow. It's on sale for a dollar forty nine right now. Well, aren't you glad that you were so, wrong? I am. Take your point, Lucas. I'm actually just glad that Holly went before me. Because if Holly had gone after me, I would have bid seven ninety nine and I wouldn't have won. So. Well, you know, we are sweethearts. Yeah, yeah. So. What are uh. what are sweethearts for? <laughs> if not helping each other win in podcast sponsored guessing games. All right, all right, all right. I'm breaking I'm the, this stuff because I'm the better one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the, I'm so the better I need, half of this. I need I need your support to prevail, basically. So we need at least one more round, Steve, because Lucas and I are tied at three, and Holly and Eugene are tied at one. <laughs> I can do up to five more, so you guys just tell me when to stop. So bad. All right. I don't think we need quite that many. Maybe. I don't think we want quite that many. Maybe two, maybe three. Let's see where the night takes us. We want that many if I end up winning the night. There you go. This this is round number seven, and this one comes near and dear to my heart working for a car dealership. Oh, boy. Um, Do you love cars? No. Do you like to take care of them? (laughs) Washing, cleaning, waxing, color change, repairing. You should see my car. Fulfill all the wishes oh, yeah, of your mine's... customers. Buy used cars, repair and sell them. Do you want to earn more? Find out yeah. about trends and pimp cars before selling. For whatever awesome. reason, pimp is uppercase. 
<laughs> of course it is. Of course new, it is. New spoilers, <laughs> special painting, or maybe an engine tuning. In blank, which I almost read to you, everything, <laughs> this is possible. Game features, eight types of cars, five types of buildings, 14 kinds of services, 40 levels of upgrades, 37 special tasks to perform. Why it's 37? I don't know. The system of changing trends. I don't even know what that means. 37. That more was than enough. a million... More than a million combinations of visual cars. I hate that. At least you weren't company. 36. Purchase and rental of billboards advertising space. Holly, what does this game retail for? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, okay. I got this. Seventeen ninety nine. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm so confident in that. Can I just say how much I hate it when somebody says, over a million combinations of... Because mm-hmm. it's, it's never a thing. It never matters. Um... Well, and it doesn't take very much multiplying to get over a million when you have multiple, like, right. things that you're modifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? This is a big-budget title with a low-budget marketing team. <laughs> and that's why this game retails for—I'm going to hate myself for this. This game retails for twenty nine ninety nine. This is that's- a really solid car simulator that you need to own. Justin. Also, I can hear your cat purring. One penny. How, yeah. Holly, what was yours? Seventeen ninety nine. Seventeen ninety nine. All right. I'm. I've often regretted this, but I'm going opposite of Lucas, and I'm gonna say that this is this is shovelware, and and mm. the numbers are all you know put in there because it's all they've really got. You know, we can multiply and give you big numbers, but we can't give you a good game. But we'll charge you nine ninety nine for it and then put it on sale for like three bucks so that you'll buy it. So what so was I, your guess? So I heard a lot of numbers there. Nine ninety nine. So I feel like I should I should say as a friend that if the game is like seven dollars, you don't get the point because of that. But if you guess like a penny then, you know, you pretty much win unless it's more than 17 bucks because of Holly. I don't know why I'm telling you this. You're my biggest foe in this, but it's just, I don't know. I, I, I'm your biggest foe. Well, you're my, you you're my, you're my cheating helper. We've already established. Well, I mean, if she gets the price exactly right, then we're all tied. True. So. Okay, well, do what you want. Nine ninety nine. I'm just saying. You guys are all over. Nobody Actually, when you get point. the price exactly... When you get the price exactly right, aren't you supposed to get a hundred dollar bill? Well, this is not the Price Is Right. This is yeah. Infendo's <laughs> off-brand Price Is Right similarity game. Yeah, and none of you guys get anything because you guys were all over. Actual retail oh, price on Car Mechanic Manager is three dollars and nineteen cents. So when I said, oh, "Shit, I should have gone with three dollars." Get a penny. <laughs> all right. So I think we're going to do two more rounds. Okay. Here we go. Um, can you Wait, can we give oh, can yeah. we give that point to someone? Just like yeah. not one of us, like, um, like minus. Eugene? No minus. minus. Yeah, minus let's gets give, a point. Yeah, let's give it to minus. He does say he's making chicken tacos yeah, for dinner. I was gonna say he does have chicken tacos. Oh, let's say so. we can give that to Eugene. That's worth a point. <laughs> no, no, Eugene's no, already got a we point. Can't make, we don't want yeah. we don't want Holly to lose to Eugene. So. <laughs> I don't want to get dead, dead, dead last. No, minus, minus gets a point. Congratulations. All right, guys, here we go. Can you beat the beat? 
Blank is a rhythmic platform adventure where your every action needs to be right on the beat. Journey is a green LED mysteriously trapped inside a dying boombox and play the ultimate musical experience. Bring electro, dub, and disco music back to life. Features. Mm. Rhythmic awareness is vital when you jump, dash, or slam. You have to hit the beat. Never under any circumstances should you play on mute. Feel creative. Play with the music and unleash your your inner musician. Blank lets you compose the track. You are in control. Either with your actions, movements, or jam zone, where you can freely choose and mix the tracks the way you want. The game is a mixtape where every level is a different track, every level brings a different variation to electro, disco, or dub. Enjoy the experience, but what want... Wait, enjoy the experience, but want more? Try to finish the levels before the clock expires. In time attack mode, it's rhythm or die time. The more you hit the beat, the higher your score multiplier goes, and the better you score. Don't miss a beat, or you will lose your multiplier, and get a time penalty. Lucas, what does this game retail for? I always appreciate it when the rules of a game are in the description of the game itself. Um, this actually sounds like someone who's really proud of their product. So it also sounds nine, like something that I would play. Nine ninety nine. Right. Okay. I'm gonna say nine ninety nine. Okay. I I hope everybody watching is appreciating my cat using my mouse as a pillow. <laughs> All right, Justin. Well, what is what do you and your cat guess? Well, I also think that whoever made this game is very proud of it. Um, I think they're proud enough to charge nineteen ninety nine for it. Okay. You go high. And if it's a, and if it's and if it's a rhythm game that I don't have, then it's probably because it's more than I'm willing to pay for a game that I have never heard of. Or it's shovelware and got buried in the dirt. Um, I've had a... Wait a minute, what were the other guesses? I was coughing um, and trying to look at my audacity to see where I need a mute. <laughs> Justin has $19.99. Lucas has $9.99. Okay, okay I, my guess was solidified in my head pretty early there, and it is four ninety nine. Interesting. All right. I thought she was going to say $14.99 right in the middle. Actual retail price... Back? Is going to get somebody a bonus point because it's nine ninety nine. So Lucas, oh, take your two gosh. points. Uh, I don't stand it. Coincidentally, it's on <laughs> sale for six ninety nine. Justin, give me two of those dings. Um, I Justin, right. do you want to give us going to give you one recap? ding? No, I want two. Yeah, two dings. Two Fine, two. I'll add one and then add one again instead of just adding <laughs> two, which would have been the logical way to do it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, here we go. Our final game of the night. We're going to do this one. I'm going to change at the last minute. All right. This story, t- this story takes place in Donorok, in the state of Noctum. Noctum excuse ah. me. After the king of Noctum, Aster, disappears, chaos rules over the world. The relationships between monsters, mongos, and dreamers are completely unstable, <laughs> and Donorok, the land so heavily affected by the chaos, slowly absorbs terrain from the surrounding regions. Yep. There's actually a bar in, nearby called Don's Rock. Maybe this is where they got the idea. Just they went out <laughs> drinking one night, they had a little too much, and... 
Justin, what is the retail price of this game? Because that is the entire description. I got no freaking clue. Um, <laughs> I didn't even understand the description. Can you even like? Can you at least give us like a? Genre? You didn't understand that the the mongos and Donoroks. If I, if this is the game I'm thinking, they sound of, like Muppets. It kind of looked like a platformer, but I don't the, know. My first the thought, the eShop should have that on. There. My first thought was the Dark Crystal. The that was my shop. first thought when I heard this. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go based based on the genre, which we really probably should have been asking for many. It's of gotta these. be, yeah. Or I'm gonna go with two ninety nine. Oh, wait, what was the genre? I think it's a platformer. platformer. I think. Okay, okay I'm know. gonna I'm gonna ignore what you said. This is definitely an RPG, but I get to guess <laughs> last. So, all right, Holly, you're up. Um, I'm just gonna throw out 1999. Okay. And Lucas, as a power play, because I don't think technically I can lose, even if Justin gets it spot on. I'm going to guess... We would tie. Because I've always wanted to do this. I'm going to guess... One million dollars. Okay. So... Justin Justin. momentarily lost it. (laughs) Justin gets the point. Um, Actual retail price for Nightmare Boy is $9.99. Nightmare Boy. Oh wait, that's nothing. I thought that was something, but I think I'm thinking. Of, I think I'm thinking of something. No, that was else. definitely nothing. I was, <laughs> apologies to the crew behind Nightmare Boy. I'm sure your game is great. I didn't mean it's nothing. But I think you were probably thinking of Wonder. Boy I think I was thinking Monster of Wonder Boy, Boy or, and then immediately like, <laughs> wait, no. Oh, I've heard of not that game. <laughs> so who, the, who won? I'm so confused right now. I'm that lost. would be uh, Lucas. Still won with five points. I just, I just barely didn't win with four, and then three people <laughs> tied with one point. Two of whom are not actually here. One of which is playing the game. Congratulations, Holly. <laughs> Yay. I'm going to say that I was the worst of the best. I would say that's a valid. I'm going to say you were the Steve of this game. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> hey, Holly. to be fair, Holly earned her point. Eugene was just given a point. And minus yeah, well, kind of you know, affirmative point. action. Holly, Ooh. the next... Best of the worst. The next time we do this game, we're going to have you on the show and you're going to host it. Because this game is far more fun to host than it is to uh, play. I promise you I... that. Next time you agree to come your, on our show, we're going to make you do like kicked. 40 minutes of work digging through the eShop for descriptions. <laughs> I, I'm kind of eager to give hosting this game a try one of these days because it sounds like fun. It's pretty good. All right. Well, congratulations, Lucas. And we are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Ever wondered what it's like being that extra Power Ranger? You can find out for 50 bucks a month at patreon.com slash radio. And you can be in the fifth seat of our show. And we're back. Lucas won the game. Congratulations. Um, before we get into our next segment, the question block, I do want to give everybody a reminder. We have a set of Legend of Zelda Amiibo cards, a full set of 23, that we are giving away, courtesy of Big Kid Toys over at Etsy.com. Um, there's a link to his site over on Infendo, and there's also one in the description of the show. Go find him. Um, all you have to do to enter is be a $10 patron or more. 
or you can subscribe to us on Twitch for $4.99 or more. And you can get up to two entries. So we're closing the contest at the end of May. And then the first episode in June, we will be doing that drawing. So good luck, guys. And that'll be June 5th. Yes. Thank you, Lucas. All right, Lucas, go ahead and take us away. All right. And with that, we are back to the question block. Um, this is the part of the show where if you are a Steve, help me out with this. $3 patron or more? <laughs> yes. I believe. Yeah, Let's say three dollar yes. patron or it's more. Three. Yeah. If you're a three dollar, um, you know what? You know what? I'm just saying it. If you're a three dollar patron or more, I don't care if that's the tier or not. You can go on Patreon, write us ask, a question. Ask Snazzy, who we we, we we had to go through all this last week with his mm-hmm. Patreon. Yeah, we will answer your question live on the air. Used to be about video game stuff. Then you guys ran out of video game stuff to ask us, and so now you ask us like. How many squares can fit into a hot dog? Um, This week, (laughs) we have three questions. I'm going to read the first one from Mr. Slacker Monkey. Um, What is your favorite or most memorable video game ending? Or, in the same sense, last battle or challenge? And why? Um, So, I got a few, and honestly, this probably isn't my favorite, but... It's the one that's coming to mind, mostly because I just downloaded a Smash Bros. stage about it the other day. Uh, Yoshi's Island. When you get to the ending of Yoshi's Island, and you fight Baby Bowser, and you beat Baby Bowser, and then Kamek flies by and beat sprinkles him with magic powder, and um, he turns into a Spoiler. giant... Yes, yeah, there's I'm sorry. spoilers in this segment. We'll, we'll, cover, <laughs> we'll cover that in the uh, third question. But, um, no, he, he turns into this giant, super evil Bowser, and he's charging at you, and it's like a time thing, and all you gotta do is keep hitting him with eggs until he, you know, stops. But, man, it's spooky, and man, it's well done. There's this, and like, has, hard metal... Like one of the most awesome, yeah, boss themes yeah. ever. Yeah, it's got this, like, hard, like, it's not, it's not really metal because it's, you know, a Super Nintendo game, but... Sorry. Exactly what he just I'm did. Make a mental note to look that up later. So, yeah. like, yeah, no, go oh check God, that look, out. Look, it's I, really somewhere good. Somewhere in the Discord, there, I posted a YouTube video of somebody doing like an actual metal real instruments cover of that, Ooh, and it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really good. Like, it's just, it's a great, it's a great scene. It's a great way to cap a, a really great game. Um, it's one of, I think, the most famous ending boss battles in like a Nintendo game. For that reason, it's really solid. So that's going to be my pick, even though there's probably other ones that I would pick instead. Okay. Well, I'll just go real quick. Um, so that I'm like Lucas in that, like this, you know, if I were able to think about it more because, you know, I've beaten so many games or whatnot, I might be able to think of another answer, but, uh, Splatoon 2's single player campaign came to mind because I really like the characters of Callie and Marie okay. and that the original single player, not the DLC single player. That was my question. Player, That's why I was like, uh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you know your stuff, then you know that it's the main single player, the non-DLC one that involves Callie and Marie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just really, it just gets you way pumped up. There's this great music going. It's super colorful. There's some pretty fun gameplay to be had. Um, 
And then Marie, uh, possibly my favorite Splatoon character, comes in and shoots Callie in the face with some special ink to take her out of this trance. Wow, that that in. that, that it's hilarious. took quite a turn there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is hilarious and epic all at once, and and that pair of characters, like the way that they that they kind of come in there at the end and start singing their pop music, because pop music. Uh, is kind of the main power of the universe mm-hmm. in the Splatoon universe. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. New York, London, Paris, Munich, everybody's talking about pop music. And that, yep. Yeah. So it's just funny and that also very Cy, epic. That, that Psy made it all worthwhile. Holly, in that vein, um, I didn't finish the single player deal, uh, the single player campaign for Splatoon 2 because I didn't care for it. Um, I did finish the Octo expansion, and it's, and I don't know if you know this, but I didn't oh. actually ever play Splatoon 1 because I didn't think it was the right game for me. But I remember when I did the ending for Splatoon 2, that was that was kind of the... Or, sorry, the end of the Octo expansion, excuse me. It was kind of the same thing for me, hearing the original music or everything. Um, yeah. Did you have anything? So I just spoiled the main single player for you. Yep. Well, that's okay. I wouldn't have gotten to it Is it past its... Well, well, the game's been out for nearly two years well, now. Again, we'll get to that in question three. <laughs> Lucas, did you have another part that you for had sure. wanted to talk about? No, I had pretty much just wrapped up, okay, so cool. I'm good to go. Then I'm going to go ahead and spoil my game, um, Twilight Princess. And Twilight I know Princess. I've talked about this. It's a this. good one. I know I've talked about this on the show before, and it's not even so much the final boss, although it's amazing because you fight him on freaking horseback. But when when Midna walks through that mirror and shatters it behind her, like not even shatters it, ah. like turns it into dust. Like I was almost in tears because of that. Like that ending was just so well done. Yes, that was amazing. <laughs> so it's not me. No, that time it was me. Um, but yeah, I just kept going. But that <laughs> ending is. Oh, well, that ending is just absolutely one of my favorite endings. Um, of any video game. I mean, the moment that Midna, like, her true form is revealed is also, I mean, just almost that everything part about is that, awesome. the ending like, to that the, game is so good. Yeah. The boss battle, I feel, was just, was just too much. It's fine. It just, it, 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 it oh, was, too many it was too long. Yeah, there's Not too many things, and, and, um, but, uh, the ending ending, yeah, is probably one of the best endings in a Zelda game. Well, and and, yeah, twi- stuff there. and Twilly Midna and Lucas will know this above anyone is my most played warrior in Hyrule Warriors. Oh yeah, like You're a fan. she is my favorite. She's one of two warriors that I've got up to level two hundred and fifty-five. So which is which is the max? So yeah. You know. For context, yeah. you know, for what it's worth, um, like again, surprise, couldn't disagree with you more. Twilight Princess is one of my least favorite Zelda yeah. games, but it's got one of my favorite final bosses. So I totally agree that I mean it's kind of just a rudimentary like nothing that amazing uh, about the game it itself. But kinda, man, that yeah, ending. it kind of had like an Ocarina of Time 2.0 vibe for wow. me. But like the final boss, like like I like a lengthy boss battle. Like Wind Waker to me was kind of underwhelming because it's just like okay, yeah. here I am in a battle with Ganondorf. But like that one, it's like. You never know when it's starting and when it's ending. I'm, I'm a fan. Right. I, s- I kind of like the multiple phases, well, too. And yeah. I like the multiple phases, but I don't know. I just Not feel like it, it, well, it, I, been I feel like it dragged on too long. And, like, it, 
there wasn't much first of all I didn't like the way Ganondorf was introduced into the story. It's like, yeah. hey, here's this villain throughout the whole game, and you finally beat him, and oh, look, Ganondorf is really the boss. It's yeah. just such a such a kind of, such a rug-pull moment that just didn't seem to come organically from the story. Yeah, But not, but, not even um, like a... Yeah, not even like a good rug-pull, like Girahim and Demise, just like a flat-out, like, yeah. you know... Yeah. Yeah, Gearham D- demise is. I may as well just kind of keep keep running with this since since we're kind of segueing into it anyway. Right. But yeah, the Gearham and demise thing is, I think, was a much better kind of, you know, like, oh my god moment in in Zelda story. Um, also, yeah, a very I, good ending. Yes, and, and final and fight. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to Speaking say of. Ocarina of Time was was my uh, most memorable final fight, and it still is right up there but um i just skyward sword i was literally out of my seat like i was standing i was totally into it like i was link in that battle like like that was that was where that was i mean i had had moments throughout the game where the motion controls were really kind of working for me that was where it really clicked in that final battle where i was just right at the end of the game (laughs) well no it was like everything that i had learned of from the sword swinging and everything like that through the rest of the game just came together and it was like I was one with the remote. It's like well, Garahim's true form, like those fights with him where you're kind of knocking him down yeah. a level after a level. It's almost like a sumo match that way where you're trying to knock him off the platform. Yeah, yeah. that is amazing, and the motion controls work really well and are super fun. On yeah, that particular for, fight. For as much as people complain about the motion controls in Skyward Sword, and to a degree, you know, valid, but I I genuinely got a lot of stuff out of that game that I haven't been able to get out of another game since because it tried something new. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, but I think overall it gave me something yeah. good, you know. I remember that, ju- the, that Yurihime the fight was one of them. And then the, the sections where yeah. you're, like, bowling with the oh, bomb. Yeah. The whip. Okay, I'm a whip now, fan, well that, man. Now, that, that moment right. when you're fighting him for the first time, and if you mess up a swing, he can actually grab your sword and Gra- throw it. Toss like, it aside. That's he just really kind of looks cool. at it like, huh, tosses it. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that much of, of the Gearham battles because I only played the game once. I'm still holding out for a Switch remake before I replay it. I think it might... Uh, still it, happen? I, I hope hinting. it might still happen, but... Um, anyway, um, so yeah, either Ocarina of Time or Skyward Sword would probably be my most memorable boss battle. Um, finishing my thoughts on Twilight Princess, the the way they introduced Ganondorf, I didn't like, I didn't like the horseback section and is, and it, I I agree. I didn't like the fact that the dark beast section was like the first battle with Ganon. That should be like the last he transforms into the giant beast and that's the epic finale which is what i liked about normally ocarina of time and breath of the wild because that's the ultimate moment his ultimate form normally i would agree with you but i think because it kind of played into the whole like you becoming a beast for most of the game thing it didn't jar me quite as much it was like Mm. yeah you know beast i I get it but yeah but but anyway, I, it, um, it would have been. Um, but anyway, the the ending, my immediate like, I don't even think there's a, a runner up in my mind. The most memorable story wise ending of a game has to be Red Dead Redemption. 
the first. Mm. I haven't beaten the second one yet, but the first Red Dead Redemption is one of those games that touched me emotionally and, like, just had... I'm not going to spoil anything for those of you who haven't played it. If you haven't played it, go and play it. It's totally worthwhile. In some ways, I think it's better than the second. But, um, but yeah, it's just the hours you spend with that character and building up that character and, and just everything, like, really pays off in the end of that game. And that will, for possibly forever be my favorite ending in a video game unless something can probably because it's the first real emotional impact the game has had on me like i've you know i got a little sad when Aerith died and you know i've you know had those dies i've had i've i've had those moments in games where i'm like i can't remember the name of the monk in final fantasy 4 but when he dies about midway through the game i'm like oh that was one of my favorite characters you know like you know, I've had those moments, but Red Dead Redemption was one of those games where, like, I really felt it. Um, so, yeah, either, like, toss-up between Ocarina of Time and Skyward Sword for entirely different reasons. I think Ocarina of Time was the atmosphere, Skyward Sword was the actual gameplay of it. And Red Dead Redemption is my favorite ending. Nice. Solid. All right, mm-hmm. well, um... Steve, you want to read? That was question one. Would you like to read question two? (laughs) Yeah, this one is going to be a much shorter one. Um, What is your worst vice or habit? Mine is simple. I have one that drives me up the wall. It drives my wife up the wall. Um, I have a nasty habit of picking my toenails until I get ingrown toenails (laughs) that get infected and bleed and I'm walking around with sore toes. I have clippings like lucas what's your worst habit so yeah there you go please please host mute this (laughs) oh no well i i guess i can't say much we just Um, had to take our our oldest son to the uh urgent care because he got an infection on his toe so you know (laughs) why are we still i just i just grab a leatherman Um, and just (laughs) i'm not even grossed out i'm the girl here come on man up (laughs) I got nothing. Um, I'm a nail biter, so I, I hate mean, I that. Guess you, actually, I hate actually that. you know, the thing the thing that I do that drives my fiance absolutely nuts is either breaking into or just plain reciting song lyrics at inopportune moments. You know, like like tonight, she said, "It makes me happy," and I replied, "Well, if it makes you happy, it can't be that bad." Oh geez! Like these, these are the things that I do to her, and the fact that she's still planning on marrying me—just—it's a miracle in and of itself. Um, that and movie quotes, song lyrics, movie quotes, or just randomly breaking into song and not stopping until I at least finish one verse. You've done that twice on the show tonight, have I? Yes. See, I'm not even Send aware me. that I do it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember at least one of those. Uh-huh. On the show tonight. So, I have a lot of like, I guess you would call them bad habits, but I've never really seen them as that bad personally. But I guess my scale is different than other people's. Like, I'll drink out of the carton and stuff like that. But, um, I think, ew. I think, yeah. Well, you, you married me in Tomodachi. 
Um, <laughs> we're not married yet, buddy. <laughs> well, stay t- <laughs> um, I think I've heard that to, before. I think if I had to pick, um, one of my one of my vices that's probably pretty bad is that I play um, video games during every recording of Infendo Radio, even though we're live. <laughs> I give about 5% attention to the camera, so apologies for that live stream. Um, gee, I, I can't really think of... Oh, um, I guess kind of like every other millennial on the planet, I tend to drift to my phone even when I'm in the middle of a conversation. That can be pretty rude. Mm. So that, that too. That, that actually irritates me a lot with other people I know. And I know that I do it too. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's probably one of the more annoying habits I have. But I, yeah. I will admit to that as well. I, um, I'm a guy who comes from a family with only one woman, that being my mom. So, you know, I have a lot of those, like, natural, like, guy habits that, you know, you, you would come to expect a little bit messier, a little bit less neat. But, um, I mean, I put the toilet seat down, so it can't be that bad. <laughs> Holly, what about you? Do you always put the toilet seat down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much perfect in every way. Good. So. <laughs> like a tree, uh, I'm really talk. bad with the hangnails. Really? Everybody, everybody's <laughs> thing is freaking nails. With nails, man. Hang nails specifically. I can't stop you like rip? kind of picking at them. Uh, I do. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. I'm I actually, okay, I had the tiniest little hangnail on this pointer finger right yeah. here. And you've been uh, picking at it the whole I, show. And I tore it yet. off. It was, no, no, this was years ago. Oh, okay. um, funny enough, I do have one on this finger though, and it's in a Band-Aid, so. Um, <laughs> I have Band-Aids like all of my fingers all the time. Anyway, but years ago, I had one teeny little hangnail. I didn't think anything of it, but it got infected and ate my fingernail away. It was very odd. Very, very okay. odd. Okay. I've never I was had taking... one that bad. So I... <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It just got infected. I don't, I don't trim my nails. I do pick them to keep them short. I just like, like you know, I'll be in like a, a video conference and I'll just be doing this in the background. But I've never gotten an infection on my nails. Yeah. Like, this it was, seems so foreign it was to me. weird. Half the time when you see yeah. me like this, it's because I'm picking my toenails. You've just ruined oh, that no. for, for me forever, <laughs> Steve. I hear that you, you were just being a cool, being casual guy. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I'm... With you. It's a bad habit. <laughs> Um, you remember oh, that yep. next time Justin, you're on the show. Oh, yeah, Justin did his. All right, well, Justin, you've got the third question, so you want to read it and we can all leave and never speak of this again? Sure. Let's see here, because, of course, I have you, the show notes. Eugene is going to fire oh, okay. us off when he gets back. Oh, yeah. Even <laughs> you, he's going to hear the show Snaz- and just be like, hmm. Snazzy one, who clearly got his uh, Patreon situated before this week's show, asks... How long do you think you should need to wait before you can talk about popular media spoilers openly? Um, Here we go. All right, there's, there's, <laughs> obviously, all right. My my, there's been some debate about this within the Infendo community. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tend to believe that if the creator, releaser, manufacturer, whatever releases the information openly then it is therefore a fair game so for instance um, where the russo brothers said when the spider-man trailer came out spoilers ahead in the spider-man trailer were good to talk about endgame at this point um 
I'm not sure because I didn't entirely follow that statement. Well, but, see, and also you, I mean, you, if, you, if, you do if, that, if, and I have no reason to watch Endgame. So, if I mean, if if the Russo brothers came right out and and said what the ending was, and like in a public thing and everything like that, and it was published, then I guess we can talk about it. You know, kind of like you know the heiress dying thing yeah. that's become that's so well known that it's a meme so it's not really a spoiler well, even though it kind of is but to I mean, be yeah, I mean, fair it's... i mean eris died was a meme like 10 years after that game came out like well, endgame's been out for like two weeks right and that's still and and yeah as far as that's concerned like i think as far as movies you need to wait until at least a month after the Blu-ray release where everybody who who doesn't live near a movie theater or, you know, have the option to digitally purchase or rent movies has probably had a chance to see it if they wanted to. I think as far as TV shows, wait until the season's over. You know, like people talking about Game of Thrones as the episode is going on. No, don't do that. I'm about a season and a half behind in The Walking Dead because we have to wait for it to come out on Netflix. You mean they so, haven't been to Lawn you know, Lawn Ranch yet? <laughs> okay, and, and and this is where we get into to the kind of our own personal differences in what we consider a spoiler. Because yeah. yeah, there was there was there was an argument a, a while back when when Breath of the Wild was still new and Lucas hadn't played it yet, where I shared if a YouTube video about somebody discovering Lon Lon Ranch in Hyrule Field and I thought I thought it was I thought it was safe because it had nothing to do with the story of the game. It had nothing to do with any of the characters of the game. It was just, hey, here's a neat little location. And Lucas was not happy with that. And he's certainly he he is he is certainly at liberty to to be bothered by that. I to be did fair, not the same thing happened to Steve with Smash Ultimate. Yeah, it is. You what shared. Was, what was you, the Smash Ultimate? You shared a photo on yeah. Twitter of like the Donkey, the Donkey Kong, Kong area, area in World of Light. Yeah, and for Steve was worth, like, "I'm yeah. done with World of Light. What's the point?" <laughs> yeah, for what it's worth, that I've, one picture is the reason I haven't played World thing. of Light. Like, <laughs> it's it's it, it's definitely true not to totally sideline right. your thing but it's definitely oh, no. true that spoilers Discussion. constitute different things for different people i'm very right. much a ex- can gameplay be spoiler well that's it like i'm very it's, much yeah. an, an experience kind of person when i play a game so i try to go yes. into a game as blind as possible so like for me even hearing you guys like like I'm, i do a weekly podcast about video games and breath of the wild was one of the biggest games you know of its time obviously i'm going to hear stuff but even just hearing like how breath of the wild was different from other zelda games i was like okay well I'm not going into this blind now. It's like, I know things. I know to do things. I know to avoid things. It's like, it, it's it's not a spoiler that needs to be, like, like, you need to not talk about it, but it was a spoiler that I felt like I needed to avoid for my own sake, you know? Which, like, I wasn't going to judge you for saying, yeah, yeah, I wasn't going to judge you right. for saying, like, yeah. oh, you can break weapons. But, like, you know, it was one of those things where, like, oh, crap, I know that now. Yeah, and that's where things like spoilers get really subjective yeah. and kind of hard to judge. Yeah. I think there are certain kind of hard and fast rules of respect. Like, respect the other viewers and gamers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And don't reveal something big, monumental. Yeah, don't Like, don't post I really want to talk about certain... Description of yeah, like, like, like Ganondorf. Like, I thought it was... 
a spoiler that Super Smash Brothers had, or Me- Melee, I think it was. No, it wasn't Melee. It was Brawl had the um, the Twilight Princess version of Ganondorf in the game. I didn't know Ganondorf was in the game because, you know, he isn't in, like, 99% of the game. So that is kind of spoilery. The fact that... Um, there's there's a transformation. Oh, the the Zelda Sheik transformation. Huge spoiler for somebody who's never played Ocarina of Time, you know. But you know, it's it's in kind of a weird area because you know, like like is it is the gameplay more important than the story, or you know, what is it? You know. Yeah. So I think right, you well, were I think you were oh, kind go of ahead. going down the right path, Justin. Um, I think for games, it's you know, for movies, it's got to be about a month. Um, you know, for games, it's gotta be a little bit longer than that, though, because games are, you know, 20 to 80 hour experiences, depending on the game. I th- I'm probably not gonna beat, um, Red Dead Redemption 2 before the end of the year, right. so, you know, I have to be extremely careful, because I know a lot of people who cared about it have already beaten it, right. and are willing to discuss it. What about you, Holly? You know, and that's yeah. on me. Um, well, Justin was the one who mentioned a little bit earlier, I think, about it. Like, it's about respect mm-hmm. and trying, just trying to, well, I don't know. Like, you can be a respectful one. Sometimes you can't always avoid spoilers. One other thing, this is totally lighthearted, not serious, that I want to add to this conversation, though, is, well, for one thing, can we spoil Pokemon Sun and Moon? Yes. Yet. We Here. are well past, okay. yeah. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> Steve and Lucas... Thank you so much for spoiling the fact that Lily was Lusamine's daughter. <laughs> oh, did you guys? And that meant nothing made to me, me. Edit your podcast. <laughs> I remember that so too. You yelled at us special. for that. Oh, I was yeah. upset. Yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> guessing it beforehand, yep. and somehow getting spoiled on it was like uh, before I could figure it out. Oh no, I I understand. So no, it it must have sucked because I've uh-huh. been there when I was when I was in um, elementary school. <laughs> I knew this kid who played Wind Waker with me, but he got a lot farther than I did. And he was like, well, let's just say they don't call him the king of red lions for nothing. And I was like, oh I was like, oh, well, okay. Like, and then it happened. I I and, can, and I was I like, I, can understand. I was like, oh, neat. He's, he's the king. Like, oh. yeah, I've been there. So <laughs> apologies again. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. My, no my inaugural episode and I had already pissed Holly off. Jeez. That actually, <laughs> I wasn't there for that. That so, actually yeah. kind of is the realm. Cause I think we talked about that on the second Pokemon podcast, yeah. didn't we? The, yeah. the, like the one that we had already kind of finished the game and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I tend to think it's about a month, maybe a little longer, but about a month. And because I'm so sensitive to spoilers, I tend to be really sensitive about what I spoil. I love spoiling. Spoiling is, it's so much fun. But like, I always make a point of being like, like, like I talked to Justin a while back about Red Dead and I was like, well, you're going to want to get through it, but how much do you want to know about what you need to like? Like, like, do you, do you, are you like me? Do you care about, like, experiences? Or do you care about, like, the plot? Or, like, what's your, you know? See, and, and see, here's where games like Red Dead Redemption and Breath of the Wild, while they have so many similarities, are also very different to me. Because Breath of the Wild was all about the experience for me. I couldn't care less about the story. The story was fun, yeah. but it wasn't important. It was about 
oh my god, did you go to this area of the map? Did you see what was there? Oh, I didn't even think to try that. Like, that was what our whole chat was about, and which Lucas, of course, opted out of. Yep. But, you know, like, like didn't we? Eugene and, and Mike and I were just back and forth about about this 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 experience, and that was exciting for me, was having hearing secondhand what somebody else had done that, oh my god, I can't wait to try that. Well, and see, interesting... Whereas, well, let me just yeah, finish my thought. Whereas, Red Dead Redemption is very much story based. Like the gameplay is is fun and immersive and addictive, but it means nothing to me without the characters. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, interestingly enough, like because that that also kind of goes into our whole discussion of like what is and isn't a spoiler. Like I wanted Breath of the Wild to be an isolated experience. I didn't want like even when I got the game, I didn't really want to talk about it. Like, I just wanted to do it and have it be like, you know, Link's out here alone with, like, nobody, and I want to be out here alone with, like, nobody. I want it to be my own, a, you know, like, I didn't I didn't want to... That's actually an interesting way to, to, to think was, about it, because I hadn't thought of it that way, like, immersing yeah. yourself in the atmosphere of, the like, the actual, like, theme of the game. Yeah, that was, like, my whole thing with it. Like, I, I made a point of kind of, like, you know, every now and then I have a moment where I'd have to talk to, like, I'd message Mike and be like, whoa, I did a thing! But, like, so often it was just, like, you know, I just want to be alone and figure this stuff out without, like, anybody, like, the world doesn't exist kind of thing. And, yeah, there's, there's, there's different ways to approach, I think, most games. And I think that's part of why it becomes such an issue for people, you know? It's like some people want to know every Smash Bros. character that's going to be out before they're out. Some people don't want to know a single one. I make a point when I play Pokemon, new Pokemon games come out, I only look up the um, evolutions of the starters. And then I go into the rest of it not knowing what the other Pokemon are. Because that way when I meet a new Pokemon in the wild, I can be like, that's a thing? Whoa! Yeah. Like, it's, that, it's special. And then there's me. me. I'm like, I want to know every single Pokemon before I want to play. So you can plan your team game. out before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I live for those because it's so much harder as an adult with the internet. There are two forms of OCD. <laughs> it's so much harder as an adult with, with the internet to get those experiences we had as a child where you boot up a game and you don't know what you're getting and it's brand new and when it's a game that i know i'm going to enjoy like a pokemon or a zelda or something i like to go into it completely blind because i they already have that pedigree i already know that the game is going to be good it's just a matter of like what's going to be new for me so that's that's me kind of trying to like you know have that childhood moment of like whoa that's a thing you know that's my whole thing yeah, and, Not and necessarily I think, just the story. Yeah, I think this to sum it all up. Since we are running a little long, is don't be a douche. Yeah. You know, know know who your audience is at the time that you say something. <laughs> Disclaim a spoiler, even if you don't consider it a spoiler. If you think somebody else could consider it a spoiler, be like, hey, um, I'm going to mention this. So if you don't want to know, don't listen. You know, stuff like that, and. Accidents happen, as we just discussed. Uh, uh, Sometimes yeah. somebody considers something a spoiler that you don't, and and you you're that douche. And, some, but, and sometimes somebody has to edit a podcast for a game that they haven't had the chance to finish playing yet. <laughs> Have we ever spoiled something? Yeah, for in you? our position, things might be a little yeah <laughs> different. Well, yeah, it's hard when you when you talk about games, not for a living, but you and know, want to like write about for them. a hobby. Like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. hard not to avoid all of that. So you just kind of have to grin and bear it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. 
Well, anyway, we ran long. Um, we are not going to do change the system this week because we ran incredibly long. And so this is actually no going one wants to, be... to hear me talk about Minecraft again. Yeah, and I'm pretty well, much. I just do want to mention one Smash, thing because so. I, I well, I do want to mention one thing because it is a new game, and I did receive a review key for it, but I haven't played enough to give it a full review. So I just want to say, leave it for next week. Um, shake, shake down Hawaii. If uh, you liked Retro City Rampage, you will like Shakedown Hawaii. More on that to come next week. I will also do a short shameless plug. I cannot mention the game that I am reviewing because I'm pretty sure the embargo forbids that. But in hintity hint hint, in two days the game comes out and there will be a review on Infendo.com. So Actually, I think the embargo was lifted today. I thought they said the 10th, but you know what? Just to oh, be... No. The Mayhem coverage embargo. Okay, just yep. To be nope. safe, yeah. we okay. So, I was, so the we game, got the email about it today. It hasn't that, lifted the yet. The game that comes out on May 10th that you can probably find for yourself on the eShop, I put like 20 hours into it. So expect nice. a glowing review. But um, anyway, it, that's So, thing. would you say it is worth the asking price? Um, what is the asking due to the embargo. price? Yeah, I, I probably shouldn't. I <laughs> shouldn't give any impressions. Yeah. We'll talk about that more we'll next time. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Holly, do you have any like last minute things or plugs you want to do before we get out of here? I think we're kind of wrapping up. So yeah, where where can the listeners find you? Well done. Um, well, I am a little less active on Twitter than I used to be, but I am on Twitter. It is my social media of choice, and my handle is at Lil Red Koopa. So nice. Yep, that's me. I just still don't have my Nintendo Switch code up on a pin tweet or anything so <laughs> actually we <laughs> just follow me uh... we have a page on like our discord our infendo discord like exclusively for that so i think we even yeah. have like a form so. we have a I form gotta get on, on there i lurk as well. yeah lurking is just to all you listeners lurking is I, I lurk in the discord lurking and <laughs> silently there. judging you for everything you yes. say and do yeah so. pretty much no <laughs> Uh, I'm there, but yeah, I'll, I'll have to definitely add my switch code there at least. So. I forgot to change yeah. my background for change the system. There we go. There All go. right, Justin, <laughs> where are you sowing your seeds of Discord? Um, interesting. Um, you can find me. Um, <laughs> three off. Where, there. where can you where where can you find me? You can find me drawing a complete blank in the middle of a live show. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Infendo Justin. Um, you can find my Disney World related tweets at Utilidork, and and you can find me at home struggling to find time to work on Infendo and Utilidork while also working two jobs. <laughs> but I will get something out there for both of those soon. <laughs> Steven, um, when you get something out there, I'm really trying to Eugene this. When you get something out there soon, where will it be? <laughs> It will be in the official Minecraft realm of Infendo, also known as Stamp. Get your invite from Lucas today. Um, you can actually find me on Twitter at Gentis1. I'm sleeping in Lucas's bed. You're not wrong. Did you change the sheets? So, and you can also find me buying Amiibo cards from Big Kid Toys over at Etsy.com. Nice. Lucas, where can the kids find you? Thanks for asking, Steve. Um, you can find me on my website, which is chromaticu.com. If you click on the little link at the bottom, you will go to my Twitch page, which is twitch.tv slash chromatic underscore hue. 
Um, tomorrow night at 10 Eastern, I'm going to be doing another live stream for just working on the game a little bit. I got nothing done on the minecart segment since last week, so stay tuned. Um, and my Twitter is also at chromatic you because I'm incredibly creative. So yeah, check that out. And also, um, if Eugene were here, I'm sure he'd tell you to go to infendo.com and find all the goodness that we put out there all the time. So check us out on there. We'd really appreciate it. Oh yeah. And with that, we are going to get out of here. Ending a show is the part that I don't know how to do, so uh, let's all say goodbye and never talk about this again. <laughs> Peace. And okay, three, two, one. <laughs> Bye-bye! Bye. Real soon. Why? Because we like you.
Here at Infendo Radio, we don't have an electoral college. So if you go to patreon.com slash infendoradio, at the $5 level, you'll know your vote counts.